0: Hello and welcome to episode 833 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, July 21st. I'm your host, Paul Sport, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning. Good afternoon.
1: Good, good, yeah, morning for me, afternoon for you. So you can say both. That's that's
0: fine. I'm, I'm hybriding it, yeah, because we're right here at, uh, at noon my time. Still got a few hours of the morning for yourself over there. Hey, man, we are close to baseball.
1: Oh, my God, we are so close to baseball. I mean, we're like
0: can actually kind of taste it now
1: 48 hours from baseball
0: yep what uh what do you have left as far as drafts
1: i have an oc tomorrow uh and then i have another main on thursday Thursday. night which i will likely be live streaming both uh i don't know if i'm gonna live stream the oc yet or not i actually it's scheduled like in the middle of my work day so uh, ah okay I don't think anybody in my work knows who I am, so in terms there of like go. the fantasy stuff, so I didn't get away with it.
0: Yeah, I've got my OC tonight. I will be streaming. I streamed my main event with Dusty Wagner on uh, on Sunday. We'll get into the two mains that you and I have done. Talk a little bit about some strategy and what went down in those. But let's uh, let's start with some news here. Obviously, <clears throat> as we get closer, news has become more prevalent. We actually have things to talk about. It's pretty nice. Uh, we're gonna start with an interesting one here. Corbin Burns getting the number two job. Um, Now, the actual positioning, I don't think really matters that much as far as... Well, actually, no, I take that back. Because every additional start you can get is a pretty big deal. So I will Mm -hmm. say it actually matters. Uh, But he's slated now for the second game against the Cubs uh, behind Woodruff. Remember last year, those two were battling and corbin burns had just the weirdest year if you, if you weren't in on that um, on that battle and then and then subsequently followed what happened with burns do me a favor just make sure you don't just look at his composite numbers and be like this guy sucks i don't know why people are on him crazy crazy weird season crazy unlucky you guys know i'm very keen on not just labeling things bad luck or or you know, absolving a pitcher of of an entire uh, line. But when you give up 3.1 homers and a 39% homer to fly ball with a 414 Babbitt, yes, he's contributing some to that, but that's some bad luck in 49 innings. So Corbin Burns had an 882 ERA and a 184 whip. Uh, The 25-year-old still had strong stuff, as evidenced by his base skills, with a 30% strikeout rate and a 9% walk rate. That included a 17% swinging strike rate. So there's a lot to like here still with Corbin Burns. Is he someone that you're looking at now now that he has a job secured and you have two more drafts left?
1: He's definitely a guy I'm interested in, but he definitely went higher than I expected him to go last night. So uh, I I did a main event last night. uh, He was definitely a guy that was on my list, but went in the 16th round. And just not... Yeah, not necessarily where I'm willing to pay for him, considering a guy I love, Garrett Richards went, like, behind him. Jordan Montgomery went right behind him. Uh, you know, just Eovaldi went behind him. Yes. I, I love the upside, and he's not a guy I'm shying away from, but also not a guy I'm necessarily going to push up three or four rounds.
0: Eovaldi, Montgomery. Let me see if Richards did as well. Um, Richards went in the 13th in hours, but... Corbin Burns now finds himself in a group that I like, which includes himself. So, I'm definitely down for the 16th round. Like, I would pay that price. Uh, it, this is a 15 team league that we're talking about. Both of our mains. Um, there may be another guy I like a little. You know, all somebody I've always talked about liking. Uh, Montgomery, I'm with you on a Montgomery, been looking forward to him getting healthy and getting back in the rotation. There's a few other guys around there too. So might not get him, but it's not for a lack of interest. Mm -hmm. And in fact, because I already have all these shares, we didn't get him in this main, but since I already got him on some teams, I might look to take a Corbin Burns. If I've kind of got them, if I've kind of got them, uh, neck and neck there, maybe I go, with the guy who is um, healthier overall. So we'll see here. I, I, I think that's a fair price. It was obviously nicer when things were a bit more unknown and you could get Corbin Burns even cheaper. But I don't think that is now established price is cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, keep, keep an eye out there for Corbin Burns. I think you're definitely getting a quality starter who could actually be this year's Brandon Woodruff. Again, those two were battling – and uh, while I did like Woodruff, it got down to the point where I said, I'll take just whoever wins. Whoever wins the job, I'll take. And now both have jobs. So you can jump in on both. Ryan Presley's is going to be the closer and waiting for the uh, for the Houston Astros, which might not sound like anything worth reporting on, except for the fact that Roberto Asuna is not going to be available to start the season, which means Presley's is going to be closing to open and could get a few saves. So I wonder if you're down to take Ryan Presley in drafts hoping to get, you know, what 2 to 4 saves. I I don't know exactly how long it's uh um, There's
1: no guarantee that Osuna even doesn't start the season though. Dusty Baker said yesterday that he uh that Presley will probably open as the primary closer if Osuna's not ready. Now, he hasn't thrown off the mound, but Yeah,
0: like we we're, we're 48 hours away like you said, like yeah, 72 for them. I don't um, see him being ready.
1: I think the nice thing about Presley, unlike a guy like Zach Britton, is I can see keeping Presley on my team long Maybe. after yep. Yep. Yeah, long after uh, Osuna returns. Whereas Britton is likely going to be jettisoned by most of the people who pick him up. You bring that up
0: because Chapman uh Chapman dealing with COVID, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh but I mean Chapman's obviously just like us, you know, obviously gonna take that job back as soon as they are healthy um and ready to go. Uh but I just think Presley carries more value for twenty twenty after he loses that job uh than Britain does.
0: Yeah, I certainly think that that's fair with regards to wanting to take uh wanting to take Presley and hang on to him but yeah i i don't know like if he hasn't been on on the mound yet for osuna then i don't think uh i don't think we should expect him for at least the first i'd say week and uh you know that could be three four saves Mm -hmm. so would you move him up like where where did he go in the main for you he went 21st round for
1: us what about yours I bet he went higher than that. He went in the fourteenth round of ours. I see. Uh,
0: well, that's and, a day later. Mm-hmm. Was was the news clearer?
1: That news was out. Okay. That he was gonna be. Go. Yeah. I mean, it it already come out by the time. Uh, I mean, still that is. I mean, that's going ahead of Brandon Kinsler. It's going
0: for Minnesota or
1: for uh, Miami, excuse me. Miami, uh, that I mean, definitely went you went three rounds ahead of Britain, which I don't mind.
0: You went ahead Um, of Daniel Hudson,
1: yeah, could get the gig. Yeah, I went ahead of Daniel Hudson, which I do mind. I mean, and we'll talk about it when we get to my main like, the the relief pitching was pushed so
0: far up. This is something Um, that we've openly worried about, too. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I spent I overspent on closers I didn't really necessarily want, you know, just because I had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you don't want to get left out. Yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to see him going the 14th round. I don't know that I can do that. I'd much rather have, and I took Daniel Hudson in the 17th, uh, I'd much rather have him than, than Ryan Presley. Because you're really only guaranteed to get, you know, three, four saves, probably max, and then... That's
0: it, and then uh, a, and then a stolen save here and there the rest of the way yeah. like. Uh, that's if you have Osuna tired exactly, and that's if you're if you're playing him now. You pointed out how there's definitely a scenario where you would still be playing him mm-hmm. because uh, because he's so good in a ratio and strikeout helper. So there is that, but uh, yeah, don't I'd be careful. I'd be careful overdrafting uh, Presley here because it's not like Osuna has a chance to be done for like a month. You know, he's just, uh, did he get COVID? Uh, no, he, I mean, he was late to camp, so we assume he had a positive test. But. Okay. Okay. But we were not, it was not a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of one of those nebulous, uh, nebulous late, uh, late arrivals there for Osuna. Okay. So yeah, that's Ryan Presley. Be careful. Um, you can beat me to this next one. This next bit of news. I was just going to be breaking news. In. Yeah. yeah, breaking news as we're going here. Gavin Lux optioned won't be on the opening day roster. I mean, I don't think it was as big of a surprise as a lot of people are going to think. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, b- plus he was a late arrival, so that yeah. that really added to it. But I don't know, man. They just haven't put the confidence behind him that we as a fantasy community have like we continue to pump them up more than the dodgers do and they have so many options that they don't have to force it so mm-hmm. i mean that's a big deal now i guess um point out that chris taylor is going to play second uh of course obviously get short i'm more curious now where where you would take him would you take gavin Lux? Because you think they're just keeping him down for the one week to get the extra service it's, time?
1: It'll be longer than one week because he's already oh, because accumulated he, service yes. time. So well, then it can't I'm, be for that. No, I it think. I would been way too long. I, I mean, he was late to camp, we mm-hmm. assume, because of, you know, a positive test of some sort. So it seems like he's maybe just behind. And let's be honest. I mean, Chris Taylor's played really, really well. Um so far in spring he had a 3-run home run last night and another double uh point. last night. Yeah, he's a, I mean uh I trashed him on a podcast recently, but that was because I didn't think he was going to be the guy. I thought at best he was a you know short-side platoon. Um but he's going to be the guy I think. I mean, unless you know I don't really want any part of the Dodgers second base situation. I think they've got so much flexibility with Muncie and Bellinger and Jock Peterson. Like they could easily move all those guys
0: around, uh, you know, get Matt Beatty in. Kike Hernandez, B, KK R- KK R- KK Rios. KK. You mentioned the Muncie piece, which is very important because he can slide over to second and that's where Beatty mm-hmm. and Rios would get in at first. Um, Taylor himself could be fighting against Kike Hernandez. Not that Kike uh, not, not is necessarily different than him. They're both righties. But mm-hmm. GK does have a reputation for crushing lefties, although that is a slightly ill-gotten reputation at this point. He hasn't been as good against lefties uh, the last year or so, but. He may just give Chris Taylor a breather and get to uh, get to come in and hit lefties. His career numbers are still strong, 829 versus 672, but the last two years he's been at 780 and 758 OPS uh, against lefties for KK Hernandez, which is still fine, but it's not the uh, the lefty crusher that he was when he first came up. But to your general point, it's going to be mix and match. I yep. don't even think that Chris Taylor is going to be set it and forget it kind of guy. So. I would view all these guys as reserve types, and if I'm having to pay anything more than that, I think I'm out.
1: Yeah, I agree. What
0: it's about just, Lux himself, though?
1: I, I mean, I don't think you can raw. Ro- I mean, if you want him to be your one stash, you know, I think you can really enter a season with two stashes, and I think they one should- this year, two, two in a normal year. I think, I think one this year, man.
0: It's if too you, hard.
1: If one of them is a minor leaguer that you think is going to be up in seven days, I think like that's Pearson. the exception. Like, for instance, like, in, like I said, when we'll talk more about it, like in the 19th and 20th rounds, I grabbed two stashes last night, Nick Solak
0: and Mackenzie Gore. OK, yeah, Solak it has a finite mm-hmm. time of like uh, – Dusty and I were talking about it because we took him as well. Next Friday – not not the Friday coming up, the, the a week into the season – we should be able to use him for that second weekend. By then, he should have four outfield games, and then he qualifies um, because we had we took Chris Davis as well, and you took Nelson Cruz. That's why he's mm-hmm. a stash for both of us because we currently have two UTs. And who was the other guy you took? Uh, Mackenzie oh, Gore. Mackenzie Gore. Now, that's your actual stash mm-hmm. who could be up after a week, could take a little bit longer. So, yeah, I think you're really only doing one and a half stashes. But if you yeah. were taking, like, Lux and Gore that's a little bit more than I would want to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be real brutal, especially if you're playing in like, I mean, even if you're playing in non NFBC leagues, uh, you know, you really want to be able to load that end of your bench with relievers who are going to potentially pitch over the first three days. And then you can jettison them later, but you know, the more stashes you have, the less guys like that, you, uh, the less guys you've got to protect in case someone gets COVID on your team. So uh,
0: I I think it's very, very difficult to stash this year. Totally agree. And and you got to be careful with that. Uh, You know, like I said, a Nate Pearson expected to be up after one week. Um, That feels like a a safer stash. It's not guaranteed, though. So, yeah, just be careful because you can find yourself in a really tricky position quickly, and then all of a sudden you're having to cut a Gavin Lux. Or Nate Pearson, after you waited a little bit of the time, and then somebody else is picking them up and having to wait a shorter time, and they catch a windfall. So mm-hmm. definitely be careful there um, with that. With that news about Gavin Lux being sent down, he will not start with the ball club. Masahiro Tanaka will not start with the Yankees. He's going to miss at least his first time in the rotation, going to the IL with a concussion, backdated to Sunday, uh, the 19th. So. It really might just be that first time through. Of course, they'll check in on him. You never know with concussions. You have to be smart and uh, and cautious there. But it is looking like he won't miss too much time. Uh, he was hit with that comebacker on the 4th of July off the bat of Gene Carl Stanton. Is he someone that you're looking to take with the idea that he's going to be ready second week?
1: No, I mean, we've talked about Tanaka before on the pod. I just not in a shortened season, not a guy that I'm super interested in, especially in that beasties They just worry about the home runs and uh, having too many blow up outings. So I just don't know that there is a long enough time for him to kind of overcome if there are a few Mm -hmm. of those blow ups, whereas I think over the course of 162 or 30 starts, like he's one of those guys that just evens out.
0: Yeah, see, that's definitely a, a a concern for me as well with regards to Tanaka's. I've been a fan in the past. The Beast East really, mm-hmm. really, really, really sets it off for me, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned there. And I'm I'm being very cautious with any uh, a- any East guys. They've got to be really good. You know, obviously I'll take the uh, I'll take the Washington Nationals guys. They're insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take. You know, I'm not taking him where he's being drafted, but I certainly wouldn't be upset to ever get Garrett Cole on a ball club and a couple other Yankees. And we mentioned Jordan Montgomery. I think James Paxton's pretty good. But I'm really being careful uh, uh, across the East. Even my boy Nathan Eovaldi. The the East might be a reason to go. You know, we talked about Corbin Burns. Eovaldi versus Burns. The division alone might be enough to say, give me Burns instead. Yeah. So be careful out East there. Tanaka. Home runs, as you mentioned, has been an issue. He could counter it with wins, but but to what degree do you want to rely on wins when you're putting your ratios at risk? Especially, mm-hmm. if the, what if the wins don't come through too? You know, you lose a couple of those ones where he's leading the game and heaven forbid the bullpen actually blow it because that, that's rare. Their bullpen's usually so good. Not to mention, he shaved two strikeouts off of his per nine last year, Tanaka did, from 9.2 to 7.4. So if he's not giving you the Ks, the, uh, the ERA is challenged. You're getting like a decent whip and ideally wins, but I don't want to mess with that. Plus there's an injury that can be as uncertain as, as a con- concussion. I got to pass. I got to move him down the list for sure. Yep. Now a guy who might be moving up the list as we've kind of monitored his uh, his progress here is Griffin Canning. I remember going all the way back to March when we were uh, going to get the normal season started he was somebody sliding down my list because of health, and it was looking very bleak. And I just said, you know what? I don't want to mess with this. Uh, we just, we're just we not getting any clarity on his health. Well, now the right elbow's feeling much better. He's looking good to go, and he dominated last night against the Padres, which you like to see. You always want to be careful about how much you put into a tune-up in, in spring training or summer camp, whatever the hell you want to call it. But it's nice to see him out there dominating. is Griffin Canning, somebody who's moving up your lists.
1: He's definitely moving up my list. I, I'm gonna be surprised if uh, I end up with him on any team's rest of the way. I've got a few I've got him on a few teams already coming in, and that just may be enough for me. I just worry about the elbow. I just you know I mean, especially if he starts bumping up after last night's outing. I don't know that I can take him over a guy like Descalfani, over a guy like Dylan Cease, uh, especially just with how – I mean, we thought he was getting TJ.
0: Yeah, it was It was really – I was like, I don't know, man. Is this season even going to pop off? Um, we saw – my main saw Cease go in the 16th, Cannon go in the 20th. That was on Sunday night, though. This outing uh, may well push him up. He's going to be in that same group of, of the Burns, the Montgomery, Lopez, Cease. Tanaka happens to be in there, although I'm not a huge fan uh, of taking him. But a, a group of guys where I like a lot of them, and I'm going to have to decide, you know, do, do I want to make Canning one okay. of those guys I like? But I think the stuff is definitely there. It's a solid uh, offensive support for the team. It, the, the bullpen support is up in the air. I don't know how good it's going to be. They're going to have to uh, kind of put it together on the fly. There, they got a couple of trustworthy pieces, but then that's it. So yeah, I don't know. I it's going to depend who's available when when because I do think he'll move up, and I think he'll re- he really will move up into that group in the uh, 15th to 17th round range for mm-hmm. for Canning, and I may just. Go with Burns, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm favoring the Central a lot. You mentioned Descalfani. Those are two Central guys that I really like. Aaron Savali, guy you guys know I love. Um, I may just favor all three of those Central guys because the West is pretty hard, too. It's not like the Beast East, but it is very difficult. you got the Giants and the Mariners as rollovers. Then everybody else presents a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to be careful out there uh, in the West. So, yeah, Canning, he'll move up. I'll keep an eye on him. But I, I, he's not a he's not a firm target. Agreed. All right. Next up, Carlos Martinez. We were kind of curious on what they were going to do with him because it was kind of open. There were some comments from uh, from Cardinals brass about you know he could, he could go either way. He could be a reliever. He could be a starter. He's going to open the season in the rotation, and it looks like uh, Kwang Hyun Kim will be in the bullpen. And actually, he may be an option as the closer.
1: They, uh, they said that he will likely begin as the primary closer.
0: Oh, really? This this note yeah. on uh, on uh, Roto World only had that he might might be an option. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, they can add a fifth closer to their uh, to their. <laughs> uh, well, no, if, uh, he's just taking Carlos's spot. So it's it's still four guys with CL next to their name: Gallegos, Miller, Helsley, and Kim. But uh, Martinez, as a starter, are you interested?
1: Definitely. Took him last night. Love so, uh, I mean, it, I don't know, had I been working by myself, that I would have taken him quite as early as we took him. But that's, you know, me, me and my partner, partner. likes him more? Uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I think there are other guys I like a little bit more. Um, But, I mean, you can't deny the upside on Carlos Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's he just, he's a guy who, has the talent to be a top 15, top 20 starting pitcher. Uh, And especially considering the rotation we were putting together, which means not much of one, um, we needed that upside. And so uh, I, yeah, I mean, we went with it Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, I worry about them changing his role again, but I, I assume if they do, that means he's the closer and then we can always use saves.
0: Exactly. Like barring a meltdown for for Martinez, it seems that he's going to be in a prominent role, one way or the other, mm-hmm. whether it's starting or closing. And so you love the talent wherever it is. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely down uh, with this. I could take him, I could take him tonight in my twelve teamer. Mm-hmm. um and I hell I could take Kim too. Kim was a guy we looked at in our main. We kept kind of looking, looking, looking. And I was like, I don't know, you know. Now I wish we would have because I, I much prefer him as a closer than a starter.
1: Yeah, the problem with Kim is, though, is he's going to be going in, you know, the eighth, ninth round. Oh, and, he's going to
0: shoot way up. And now.
1: I don't know that his job is any safer than, you know, Helsley's job was a week ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or, or, you know, Gallegos for the moment that mm-hmm. he looked like the guy. It's it's, it's still all over the map, uh, and if he does shoot up, like he, he was 24th round in our league as a starter, Kim was, if he jumps up that much, then no, no chance. Mm-hmm. All right, next up is Sterling Castro. I just wanted to bring up that he's going to be batting third for the Nats, which I thought was pretty interesting. I kind of figured he'd be, you know, he's going to be an everyday player. He's one of those boring type of guys but batting third, in between Adam Eaton and Soto, with uh, with Turner on, uh, at the top there, you got two guys who can get on base, and then Soto and Kendrick behind him. That's a pretty cushy spot there. Starling Castro, someone you've been looking at taking?
1: Definitely, because I think they're I mean, I think he's gonna easily get. I mean, obviously things are gonna be prorated down, but I think he's gonna get a little bump up in. Uh, just overall stats being in Washington. You know, I mean, he's mm-hmm. leaving that Marlins Park, a uh, better team around him. I think he's a kind of a sneaky guy still. Uh, I mean, I'm going to double check where he's been going in these mains, but um, he, uh, I mean, he's not like super expensive. 218 currently in the main event is his ADP. So. And I don't think
0: this news is going to move that needle much.
1: Like, well, people think, are
0: still not that keen on him.
1: And he's second and third base eligible, which, mm-hmm. you know, is always nice to be able to go for M, from MI to CI. Yeah, I really like him a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I like Castro. Um, they've got guys like that. I mean, Kendrick is kind of like that, boring, mm-hmm. but good. Eric Thames is like that. So it's like they have they have Flash in Turner and Soto and Robles and then just boring solidness in Eaton, Castro, Kendrick, Thames, Asdrubal Cabrera, Kurt Suzuki. Those are for deeper leagues because neither of them are starting. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it. And batting third there for Castro, he becomes a great option. I love the dual eligibility, too. So I definitely think he's somebody people should be looking at unless they're in a league with me, in which case ignore him. He sucks. Mm-hmm. Worst yeah, player ever. Awful. Yeah. Don't don't get him. Don't get him. Um, Don't get this guy either. Move him way down because then I could take Anthony Rendon. Uh, he's got an oblique issue. He might not be set for opening day. This is a bummer Um, because, I mean, he's so good when he when he plays. And I, I figure going to L.A., he shouldn't miss a beat with Trout and company. But uh, he's a little bit uncertain for opening day. Does this move him down your list at all?
1: Oh, for sure. And he dropped last night. Uh, I mean, not super far, but he dropped into the bottom end of the fourth round. Oh, that Um, is a drop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you you know, oblique injuries, you know, are scary. Yeah. And I I don't know that, you know, that's another stash. So if you take that stash in the third or fourth round, uh, that's your last stash of, of the draft.
0: He went early fourth for us, um, so yeah, moved all the way to the back end of the fourth in your draft. If this moves him down even further, what is fifth round somewhere where you're taking him?
1: No, I don't think I am. It's gotta I be sixth. I, and I think I'd rather him. have Austin Meadows, honestly.
0: Who's who's recovering from
1: COVID? Yeah, or at least waiting to test. Well, you know, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, test positive, positive mean, because supposedly he's feeling pretty good and and he's kind of ready to go as soon as they activate him. Uh, and he dropped all the way down to the seventh round last night in my draft. So uh, I think I would probably, I think seventh eighth round is is the first spot I'm really going to be looking at Rendon.
0: I think that's completely fair, and he's probably not going to go down there, which means mm-hmm. not getting I, him. And yeah. I don't think I am either. I, I love 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 the talent, but I'm just I'm just too nervous. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think. I think it's a pass for me, unless things, like I said, just really pop up, and then all of a sudden I look up in the seventh, eighth, and he's still there, but I just don't see that happening. Agreed. All right, let's talk. Uh, that's. Oh wait, last bit of news. Jays are likely to play in PNC Park. That's that's where they're angling right now. For those that missed it, they're not they're not able to play in Toronto, so they got to find a new mm-hmm. spot. There was some talk about Buffalo, um, and now we're hearing PNC Park. How much does this change? the Jays outlook for you with a, with a different park.
1: I mean, I think it definitely helps some of their pitchers, which, uh, you know, I love, I mean, so, uh, Hyunjin Ryu not going to be playing as much on turf, Mm uh, not going to be, you know, you know, not going to be worried about homers, uh, in PNC park. Uh, so, uh, Matt shoemaker becomes even more interesting. And I think he's a guy that I don't know that anybody other than, uh, Um, Alex Chamberlain is talking about so you know the hitters Ooh, this is where it becomes a little bit more difficult so you know
0: Biggio I don't think it kills them like it it, you know it definitely hurts though and it stings but I'm not I'm not moving off of them I'll say I'm not either and
1: you know and I, I took the discount on Biggio last night so I mean he he fell down to the tenth round and I was like yeah I just think this is too good of a value yeah that is for me to pass up uh and so you know but some hitters we got not. him in the ninth by the way so we are Bichette fell to the held it a fourth which Bichette was fourth yeah which you know I mean I've been seeing him going let's see I mean I I know I've seen him gone in the in the third quite a bit for sure I think I uh, even
0: is his min pick second round? I wouldn't even surprise. No, surprised. it's thirty three.
1: Okay. His men. Um okay. but his, I mean, his ADP is forty one. So, I mean, that is, and last night was his max pick in any draft. Damn, dude. So, and I mean, I'm not a big Bichette guy, but had he, wait, why not? I just, I don't know if this is the year he puts it all together. Um, I mean, I, I love the talent. Um, I think he's going to be a very, very good player, but I just can't rationalize taking him over other shortstops, uh, you know, especially third round. Now as you start getting fourth, fifth rounds. Uh, I'm not, I'm not prob- I, I, I would have had a hard time, you know, had he made it three more picks, not taking him over, um, you know, Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I don't. I, I think my, my partner might have killed me had I made the <laughs> argument against it. So I,
0: I will say this. Bichette went third round in ours, and we, and we saw this guy falling. We took Castellanos in the fourth. We're going to get into our mains here in a moment. We almost took Bogarts, who ended up going in the fifth, and he was two picks away from getting to us in the fifth. That's crazy to me mm-hmm. that, they're, that they were that far apart. I like stolen bases, too, but that I don't think stolen bases are enough. To justify that. But I do like Bichette a good bit. Um, do you prefer Baez? Yes. Do you prefer? Well, I'm trying to think. So it looks like, at least based on our draft, let me see on yours, what other shortstops go around him? Because Bogarts. Like there was a, well, yeah, besides, I guess Bogarts. Well, Tim Anderson went Mondesi. higher in your draft, too. Mondesi. Mondesi was already gone by. Yeah, by yeah. He was second round. So yeah, not
1: not I, my draft. My draft Mondesi was in the middle of the third. Damn. Like I actually thought about Mondesi with our third pick, but we decided the pitching was going so fast
0: that we These decided must have been to been take a He went. Uh, he went so early. Must, have been, <laughs> must have been in our league there. Uh, let me see. So Bichette, yeah, Baez is. It is kind of a cutoff though if you look at the ADP. Because Mondesi and Baez are 32, 34, and then a jump down to 41 for Bichette, 46 for VR, Bogart's 51. I guess Bogart's—dude, that's insane to me that that Bogart's is going 11th among shortstops. I don't care that he doesn't run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In what world—I'm going to say this. In what world is Glaber Torres— Thirty picks better, or, or oh. to, to, closer to twenty five picks. Sorry, I'll be technical, Tommy. There, I don't want to overstate. I him. mean,
1: he gets to play the Orioles a lot this year, so I. I,
0: I <laughs> so does Bogart.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, Torres
0: just destroyed the Orioles last year. But he's year. not going to do that again. Yeah, um, like, that was like a eighteen hundred op. Like, if anything, that line is scary. If I'm, if I'm. Mm -hmm. getting torres because he was pretty like i don't want to say pedestrian relative to a superstar he was pretty pedestrian against the rest of the league so is he going to beat up baltimore again yes but is it going to be to that degree no so why would they have any real split in their draft spot bogarts did everything better than him last year except for steals and it was one apart well okay sorry i was just looking at the batting average accounting categories five more homers for torres um but then sixteen, fourteen more ribbies, um, twenty seven, oh wait, twenty seven more ribbies, fourteen more runs, one fewer steal, five fewer homers, and forty points of bat, or thirty points of batting average for both them. I, mean,
1: I think you can make an argument for a lot of those guys in the you know kind of back end of the top ten. Once you get past Tatis, it's you know, and you can throw Baez.
0: You know, Tatis maybe
1: is also wildly
0: overdrafted.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made for that. But I think, like, okay, so if you say that, obviously, turner Lindor's story are the top three, you know, Bregman Breg- can get involved in that, Tatis can get involved in that. I think the next five shortstops, like, you can make an
0: argument for any of them. You, you so. can, so then their ADPs should be tighter, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, Bogart's is, is, is clearly the lowest there at 51. That wasn't in mine. And I don't understand. I'm, I'm just going off the average. Yeah. But 20, 28 to 51 from Torres to Bogart's. And if I'm finding any difference between them, it favors Bogart's. So I just don't understand.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think maybe part of the, the difference isn't so much that people dislike Bogarts but people are you know pushing up the pitching and he's one of those casualties
0: hey good 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 for me I'm I'll, I'll take it like I said we almost got him I was very much on board Dusty and I were on board together to take Castellanos in the fourth because we already had Bregman who could play short maybe if we didn't have a middle infielder at all we might have said let's try to push Castellanos and if he doesn't make it oh well but then like I said Bogarts still almost made it back to us in the fifth Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think Glaber is is wildly overrated this year. But anyway, this was supposed to be about Bichette. I I, I would take Bichette over Torres. Uh,
1: I don't have a problem with that. I'm I'm not gonna do that, but I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm uh, probably not gonna end up with either of them though, to be quite honest. I mean, mm-hmm. if I if I don't get Turner or Lindor or Stur- Story. I'm probably just going to wait on short. I mean, it is such a deep position. You know, guys like Marcus Simeon, you know, went in the ninth of my draft. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jorge
0: Polanco went in the 11th. Uh, Now, I I agree on the depth. mm -hmm. But to me, I want to leverage the depth and get multiples as opposed to weight. Because, I mean, if you're taking Simeon or Polanco as your starter, you're, you're behind everybody else, no?
1: I mean, it depends on what else.
0: You, I mean, the reason why you took at, it. at, so, at short obviously. specifically, not obviously not in. You're you're getting other talent there, but I feel like, I mean, I I
1: have Simeon as a top, you know, twelve shortstop. So I'm you know I'm obviously higher on him than
0: I the love Marcus Simeon, but I do understand uh, some of the trepidation with people. Nervous that he's not going to be able to, you know, this is something about we we talk about with pitchers, about the volume guys Mm -hmm. and how they're not going to be able to leverage volume this year. Is that not the same same case with Simeon, who I have eleventh, by the way, just one spot below Torres. I have Torres ten.
1: I mean, yeah, obviously he's a guy that probably is, you know, gets more value in a 162 game season. But he's still gonna be hitting lead off. I, you know, he's still gonna show the power. I think he's, you know, still gonna pick up a few bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, mean, don't get
0: me wrong. I don't want. I'm not hating. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, but I understand some of that uh, pushback regarding Semyon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see. I mean, you know, obviously the batting average is safer from Bogarts, but I think he's just Bogart's light.
0: Yeah. Hey. Again.
1: Which I'm okay. fine with, you know, and hit on top of a pretty, you know, decent top half of that lineup in Oakland is, is going to pay dividends. And I mean, 123 runs scored last year. You know, I mean, he's a guy that could easily challenge
0: for, you know,
1: 40 plus.
0: Love that Oakland lineup. They yeah. I think that they're going to drive him in like crazy. I still think that, um, I mean, I think we talked about this when we were picking league leaders. Matty O has a great shot to lead mm-hmm. everybody in homers. Um, Loreano Chapman, Olsen, Canha, Chris Davis right behind him there. That's a great, that's a great five pack. Uh, pushing Simeon in regularly. So, yeah. No, I, I like uh, I do like Simeon, uh, but I do understand some of the concern regarding the uh, the volume play there. Sure. Uh, all right. Let's get into our mains here a little bit. Now, I guess we'll kind of... Uh, should we qu- quiz maybe isn't the right word, but maybe quiz each other on each other's mains? Yeah, sure.
1: Well, why, why, why don't I start? Okay, yeah, uh, go
0: ahead take a look at my board there and and give me any questions you got.
1: All right. Let's start off with who you guys took in the first. Was that the, you know, was that who you guys had landed on before?
0: Yeah. Went with Justin Verlander. uh, I mean. We wanted to go pitcher. mm -hmm. Uh, We had decided that, you know, if DeGrom or Verlander made it, we were going to go ahead and go with them. He wasn't as set on Scherzer. So if, if Verlander had gone to Pazma right before us, I think we'd have pivoted to Jose Ramirez mm-hmm. and, and said, let's go offense there. But uh, the idea was to take Verlander and another pitcher in the third round who we did get and and say, we're going to go star studded at the top of our pitching and then work, work the middle there. Um, I didn't even have to convince Dusty on that. We were, we were dead set that we liked Degrom and Verlander. And if they made it there, but the only thing we were dead set on, uh negatively was we weren't going to take trout even if he was there at nine
1: okay that's that's interesting i mean trout went like 14th i want to say in to say
0: you passed on him at at seven right
1: and we we talked about it quite a bit and actually went back and forth a number of times at one point we decided we were going to take trout at seven uh and the more and more i I thought about it yeah the more and more i thought about it the more and more i was just as much as i think trout could be amazing the downside is just too scary to take over a guy like turner
0: over and a turner, guy like lindor turner doesn't have that downside like
1: mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, i mean he does because of his injury history no no no, no no
0: no but if no no no, 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 no. everyone has injury downside L- literally everyone if you're but playing Turner's you been
1: downside. injured a number of times over the course it's of
0: a lot a lot of fluke shit though like the yeah, getting the sure. finger like that doesn't add risk i'm saying he does not have added injury risk mm-hmm. I agree so what I mean when I'm saying w- with regards to trout is that you're not bringing up like when you take trout you're bringing that extra concern right now of when he has his baby when his wife has a baby is he gonna be done there isn't that with Turner meanwhile Turner like trout could be the best player in the in the league mm-hmm. if he ends up number one on on auction calculator at the end nobody would be surprised so I, I like I like what you did there but anyway didn't mean to veer off into yours. I'll, I'll talk more about yours in a moment. But, yeah, we went Verlander. We wanted to get a pitcher there. We thought Posma might take Verlander. It was really kind of touch and go there uh, right before our pick. He was picking eight. We picked nine, Dusty Wagner and I. And, uh, like I said, we would have gone to Jose Ramirez at that point and um, figured out something with pitching. Probably would have taken Kershaw in the second round at that point. Mm-hmm.
1: You took Josh Hader in the third. Was that the plan all along? Because that- Yes. You know, when we get to mine, that was our plan and it did not work out.
0: Yep. We wanted Hater. Uh We we acknowledge the the vast uh, climb of closers that you and I have discussed on this show. And we said we don't want to get stuck messing in the middle too much. So we want to get the best guy. We know that even if the worst case scenario happened and Corey Knebel took over the job, that Hayter would still be a monster and he'd probably accumulate wins at a starter's clip. So there was we really don't see any downside with Hayter outside of the obvious injury downside that, like I said, everybody carries. But if he's pitching the way we know he can and has the last several years, he's fantasy gold, regardless Mm -hmm. of what the role is. So, yes, we prefer him as a closer because that's where we're getting the bulk of our saves, but not even worried about Knable coming back, taking the job, because then he's going to be fireman racking up wins left and right, I think.
1: Let's talk about your outfield situation. Okay, because you drafted Cassianos in the fourth, which is another thing that we had wanted to do, but did not work out. Or actually, we were going to take him in the fifth, uh, but it didn't work out. You drafted uh, Victor Robles in the fifth, Mm -hmm. Kyle Tucker in the 11th, which is, you know, a a dusty special. Uh, Trent Grisham, Yasiel Puig, uh, Brandon Nimmo of their first, let's see, one, two, three, four, five outfielders. Uh, you drafted like there's a reasonable chance that none of them are starting on opening day so like are you you guys well castellanos is dealing with some tingling in his fingers after being hit in the back he thinks he'll be ready for opening day but david bell did mention that there was a chance he wouldn't be victor robles is behind a little bit because he showed up so late to camp so michael
0: taylor may start kyle tucker is hated by dusty baker not true See, there there there's there's the one that you got wrong, and that's why we took him where we did. The news had just come out that he's gonna play, he's gonna get, quote, quite a bit of action this season. So he's Alvarez is behind, so I don't I still don't think Alvarez is reported. So Tucker's at least the DH um while Reddick is playing. And then if, okay, if Tucker does s- what he can
1: I saw yesterday that it that Dusty Baker said it was a coin flip between Kyle Tucker and Uh, (laughs) I can't even say it. Ledmus Diaz for the DH position to start the season.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really Uh, concerned. Ledmus Diaz, dude, come on.
1: I, I, you know. Stop. Um. Then Puig doesn't have a team. Yeah. Um. And I believe, yeah. And then Trent Grisham. Um. While I, I do think he will end up starting. They do start off against a bunch of lefties. And there's a chance he could sit to start the year.
0: Mm, yeah, but in lieu of who? Uh, Oliveris. Not worried been, about it. Yeah, I, I know you and I just scooped him. Mm-hmm. Not not worried about it. Yeah, I'm I. I the only I'm one. My, obviously, we knew what we were doing with Puig. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the gamble on him because he's so cheap. Can slot Nemo in, and um. But the other four, they're, they're going to start. I'm not worried about it.
1: Did you draft any more other or any other outfielders? Because I only can see your first. No, Solak. Okay. Yeah, I. Wait, you can't. Um, hang on. I can only see your first 25 rounds. Oh,
0: hang on. But yeah, we got uh, we got Where Nick you- Solak who's going to be an outfielder. Who were
1: your last five picks?
0: Uh, they're all pitchers.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, Bailey, I-
0: Marco Gonzalez, Martin Perez, Rowan Wick, and Jose Quintana.
1: I'm I'm a bit worried about your outfield, at least to start the season. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was heartened by the fact that Dusty said that Tucker's going to play quite a bit. I'm not worried about a Ledmus freaking Diaz doing anything. Guy hasn't been good since his rookie year. Um, Alvarez, like I said, still isn't there. So I think I think I think Tucker's starting the season for sure. Um, like I said, Puig Nimmo will go in for Puig. Um, I haven't seen anything on a platoon situation for Grisham. He's so I'm not,
1: scheduled to platoon on our roster resource page.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's Jason's thinking, which I respect his thinking. But, they, I mean, they open with Bumgarner and Ray, but then they're Gal and Weaver right after that. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I think it should be. I'm just saying. I don't think I should. Okay. So lack will be ready um, next week. He'll Two hours
1: ahead. ago, uh, Dusty Baker imitated uh, that his Intimate. Astros, intimated, sorry. Wow. Uh, <laughs> intimated that his li- Astros lineup from yesterday will be the one he uses on opening night. St-
0: he's still debating Ledmus Diaz versus Kyle Tucker at DH, though. Yeah, that I mean, that's spring training noise that we overreact to every year. If you want to start Alemdes Diaz over Kyle Tucker, that's fine if you don't want to put out your best team. Like, we can't control stupidity. If he really wants to do that, have at it. About the only reason that that might make a shred of sense for maybe the first game is that they are facing a lefty, but for like
1: two of the first 3 on. games.
0: Okay. Big deal. Okay. I mean, Big ev- ev- every deal. plate appearance matters. Yeah, like it does. But my God, like we got into that with the with the Otani thing, too. Some of y'all are like eschewing talent for for volume to a degree that is like comical at this point. Yes, it matters. But I don't want shitty at bats in lieu of good ones just because the, the guy might get more shitty ones.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I don't want shitty at bats either, but I, I definitely well, want Well, Miss Diaz would be shitty at bats over. Well, Kyle I'm Tucker. not saying you guys should have taken Kyle Tucker. I'm saying you should have taken an, another outfield eligible player.
0: Yeah. I didn't really want like that that is one part where we had a little bit of disagreement where we took five pitchers to end and I thought we should have taken another hitter, but I'm not I'm not particularly concerned about um our not having any outfielders like Castellanos, Robles um uh, I have zero concerns with them. If Tucker doesn't play opening day. Okay. Uh, I'm not really worried about Grisham either. Nimmo in for Puig and then Solak ready next week. So they're All not right. too concerned about it.
1: Let, let's uh, let's move on to a different subject then. Cause you're, I mean, I, I love hater, you know, I think, I think third round could end up being a value on hater. You know, I think I mm-hmm. mentioned on a previous he's pod. So, he's so gross, right? Yeah. Especially in this shortened season where, you know, he could be pitching, you know, three, four times a week and getting two innings at a time. I sent you the full crew on G Chat, by the way. So, okay. All uh, right. That cutoff part. So um, here's the problem, though, with the rest of the relievers. Like you went Wade Davis, who I've expressed my, you know, disinterest with this year, mm-hmm. um, Will Smith, who's probably not the closer. Uh, like, do you feel like, like, what if, what if some of the fears around Hader is true and they do end up using him in the fireman role more as opposed to just giving him straight saves? Do you think you're going to have enough saves to compete?
0: Uh, yeah, well, first off, uh, OK, we'll, well, we'll assume that there, there is legit concern there. I, I think that that concern is wildly overblown. But let's let's say that there is some some smoke there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Corey Kniebel, dude, I mean, he's barely back. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't buy
1: that either. Um, so I'm, I'm not as worried about Hater. I'm more worried about the rest of your relievers. Sure. I, mean, I, I think we bridge garbage. And
0: well, so, I mean,
1: do we really think, you know, he
0: has to, the gig
1: for now? I mean, you know, I sent you that report, you know, you know, those those, uh, you know, options are uh you know um they're prorated if, if he needs to close out 30 or you know finish 30 games you know in a regular season what is it 37 percent uh you know would be he needs to finish 11 games and he, they're gonna give him 15 million dollars for next year like i can't imagine now nah, i can't because you know the rockies are the Rockies. yeah the
0: rockies. exactly <laughs> like but also uh i mean how many games do you think they're gonna win dude
1: I think they're going to win more than 11. <laughs> well, they're going to win more than 11, but, but he's it, not going he to get have, every, every
0: save for one, but I'm not
1: but it's not saves, it's games finished.
0: He's not going to close games that they're not that they're dominating or that they're way behind it. That's the thing. He's just not going to get those finishes. A lot of closers don't anyway. But he'll probably close more than 11 games if if the the natural trajectory goes I guess it really depends how he's pitching to Mm -hmm. start the season if they think, well, is this worth it? I think the question that you should be asking is, do we have enough to bridge the gap until we find some saves off the wire?
1: Yeah. Which I
0: definitely think we do because Davis has the job at the outset. Mm -hmm. And um, Will Smith is – I I believe – we've talked on this show. I believe that Melanson has the job full stop. Will Smith is dealing with COVID Mm – but he is the lefty. They're paying him. They could give him some spot saves. And if Melanson flops, then I do think it will be Smith's job. I do think he'll have a great sure shot at getting I think he's the first it. man up. Uh, so, there, you know, that's a, it's a spec pick there for sure. But I'm okay with it because his talent is such that he should be, again, assuming he's back and ready to go because he has COVID uh, or, or was dealing with it. I don't know where he is on his trajectory right now of returning for Will Smith. But I think that we have enough to get us to a spot where we don't have to pick up everybody who comes off the wire instantly. Yeah, I think uh, we also took Rowan Wick with one of our last picks behind. I think Kim- that
1: was a really good pick. I it, you know
0: don't trust Kimbrell
1: at all. And, I mean, it's, it's so hard to figure out who would be next man up in mm-hmm. Chicago, but like they better get someone ready. Uh, I, I so agree, I'm, agree. Getting, I'm, just, I'm guessing I'm it's su-
0: super. I'm gonna guess
1: that. it's Wick would be the most likely. I mean, Jeremy Jeffress has closed before. I mm-hmm. have no idea how he's pitched so far. Um, in uh, you know, in the summer camps.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, I like look. Um, a Colorado closer. You, you don't really want any Colorado pitchers. Like that's obvious because that parks undefeated. You certainly don't want one who's been compromised the way Davis was last year, but they're giving him the job. Mm-hmm. And I think if they were super concerned about that about that option, they wouldn't have even given him the job. And and all it does yeah. by the way is becomes a it goes from a a mutual option to a player option. Would now, you, depending would on how that? well depending on how well he he might uh, first off I don't like do we even know if he wants to be in Colorado?
1: I mean, for $15 million, you, you'd pitch on the moon, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. When you've made 90 mil, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it depends. It depends how well Not, he does. I mean,
1: if he's only going to get three, 2 or $3 million a year to pitch somewhere else, you, he's going he's to take the $15 million it, for the one year. Again, it
0: depends how well he does this year. If he pitches like he did last year he won't get he won't get the 11 finishes
1: but i mean no way no way he gets annual value of 15 million dollars doesn't matter how well he pitches
0: no but if he gets a 2 or 3 year deal at like 8 to 10 mil per in a spot that he likes a lot better he it's might gotta, just leave colorado anyway
1: it's got to be closer to 10 i mean see i mean 15 million dollars for 1 year or or 8 million dollars a year for 2 years is is not worth leaving Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a millionaire, so. Yeah. That's, you know, but I mean, that's just the way I think of it. That was
0: I couldn't be less concerned about that right now.
1: I like what you did with the rest of your team, though. I mean, you know, you're pitching. you, you, You took your one, you know, you know, major starter early. You then grabbed Sonny Gray in the seventh, grabbed Ross Stripling in the 12th. Uh, your boy Savali in the
0: 15th. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Sp- Dusty loved Savali as well, mm-hmm. so I did not have to twist any arms there. We were both on board.
1: Mm-hmm. Spencer Turnbull, Zach Plisak, uh, Homer Bailey and in the 23rd, 24th, 25th.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so Gonzalez.
0: Martin Perez specifically because he faces Baltimore mm-hmm. opening weekend. That's a one-and-done get-the-hell-off-our-team after that. And then our last pick, we figure why not take a shot on Quintana – just because his last pick. Yeah, he hurt his thumb or whatever, but he's working his way back. Figure that might not be such a bad gamble with the with the very last pick.
1: It's not a bad gamble. I mean, and we'll talk about it, I guess, when we transition over to my team here in a minute. Um, but instead of using your last few picks on guys like Gonzalez, because I, I doubt you're going to start Gonzalez in his first go around, right?
0: No, yeah, not right. against Houston. No. So
1: you're not, you can't start Quintana. You can't start. You know, I mean, you probably don't want to. You're not going to start Turnbull because he's not pitching in the first few games. You're not going to start uh, Pleissack. He's not pitching the first few games. You're not going to start Is Savali. Savali's probably not in the first few games.
0: Like you, you I, I would well, have. Most rat- people are going to have nobody pitching in the first. Not me. handful. Yeah, I know you are. Like. And I hope it works. But you know those guys could also get crushed too, right? They could also get crushed and
1: they could not pitch because they're relievers and we don't know when they're coming in. Yeah. But I'm taking like a
0: stra- This is not yeah. me blasting the strategy. In fact, I li- love Johnny Lasagna. We'll get into that in a moment. I, I, I really wanted to get Johnny Lasagna. But, um, you know, this is a reasonable strategy. Arizona could also beat the shit out of Matt Strom. Tyler Molly is probably your safest. He's facing my Tigers. Let's be mm-hmm. honest; he's going to dominate them for five innings. Um, uh, hopefully, he gets multiples though, because otherwise, I think he's only—you know—it's Gray, Castillo, and Bauer. They could all go seven, eight against my Tigers, and not leave you with many innings to get for Molly. Yeah, I mean, it's uh,
1: obviously a risk, but
0: it's—it's it's a good. I see what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I think like you're the outlier of you're drafting those guys so that you have good stuff on the weekend most people aren't going to have guys going so i'm not too worried about like falling behind like i see what you're saying but that's why we got martin perez because he is getting baltimore in the first weekend so he goes in for one of those spots um we can put rowan wick in for one of them too because Mm -hmm. You know, he's a reliever who should hopefully get some strikeouts. Hopefully Milwaukee doesn't blast him. We do like Milwaukee. They are they are to be a little bit feared. But with a quality reliever, you just kind of go with your guy. Um, Bailey, I think, is a little bit more TBD because didn't know Tarizzi, Isn't he dealing with a little back situation? I don't know that uh, it's necessarily going to keep him out, but I think he had some back tightness. Yeah, he was I scratched seen that. Sunday with mild upper back stiffness. Uh, now, I don't so even Bailey know. Could move up. I don't even know if it would be Bailey necessarily, but there is a, ch- like he is next. So if it was mm-hmm. Barrios, Maeda, Bailey in the first weekend, cool. We're, 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 we're cooking with gas there, but yeah, we're going to have a couple spots in the very first uh, Thursday through Sunday where a couple guys aren't, aren't pitching with no real chance to do so either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's okay. But I, again, I think you're getting ahead more than I'm falling behind because I think the norm is going to be to have a few dead spots, whereas you're attacking it with your middle reliever types who you're hoping will pitch.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I just wanted you to admit that I'm ahead of you.
0: In volume, not necessarily <laughs> in quality. Again, that's not guaranteed quality. <laughs> this they went that for a reason.
1: I, I, I'm much more of a quantity over quality type
0: of person, just in general. Just just as, as a <laughs> life rule? Yeah, just a life rule, yeah. You should should be lucky that uh, Danielle is too. Your your, your quantity, not (laughs) I'm
1: just kidding. I love you. Uh. Um,
0: Yeah, so look, um, I don't think I've ever come out of a league feeling a team was ready, set. And I I certainly don't feel that way with this one. There's going to be work to be done. Um, If I would identify the strength of Dusty, it would be in season management. That's what I've learned most, uh, partnering with him and, and learning from him as a... NFBCer and obviously it's better when we have six months to work with over six versus sixty games. But I think we're going to be doing our doing our thing on the waiver wire too, figuring out some of these pieces. So uh, I think our biggest weakness is probably the outfield, because even mm-hmm. if things go really well, um, you know, with Solak or Nimo in for Puig, it's still Grisham in one of those two at at the four or five. And there, there's uncertainty there, and Tucker's not a guarantee either. Because Castiano's Robles, I think, are two superstars, fantasy wise. But then three guys who are up in the air as far as reds outfield. I love our infield, which we haven't talked about: um, Rizzo, Justin Turner, and Canarcion, Bregman, Muncy. Uh, we punted catcher. Did you punt catcher? By the way.
1: Uh, I took Sal Perez
0: and oh, like you so the- punted one, and then uh, mm. Perez got just ended up
1: value yeah know, in terms of where he was going and so i do that and we took him in the 15th i didn't think he would be there no, that's, uh, a, that's a good scoop that's a good so. scoop. We,
0: we took perez uh, uh roberto perez and mike Zeno we punted kitchen, catching yeah but, and that's,
1: that's what originally our plan i think was going to be um but it just with perez falling we just thought we'd take the shot on him and then punt the last
0: Well, one thing with our outfield, too, I think it's not unfair for me to say that we should consider Chris Davis as part of it as well, Um, you know, because the utility is kind of an outfield spot often. And um, so I think putting him in there, too, like if we look at him as more of our third guys, Castellanos, Robles, Chris Davis, then Tucker Grisham, Solak, Nimmo Puig, I think that certainly strengthens it a bit. But with an offensive strength, I think we can afford to be a little bit lighter in the outfield. Mm-hmm. That's generally the deeper position, at least as far as volume goes. So I think we'll be able to figure some things out out there. Um, love, love as what these, you
1: did with the infield, though. I mean, thank you. Bregman, Muncy, uh, you know, took the discount on Rizzo, uh, Biggio... Uh, Justin Turner, who we both really like for this season, mm-hmm. E5, who I think we both really like for the season, you know, talked about Chris Davis and Nick Solak. I felt uh,
0: we got good prices on on those guys, too. You mentioned yeah. the, the Rizzo discount in the eighth round. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's got a little bit of a bulky back that that gave us a little trepidation if he had gone in like the fifth or sixth. But mm-hmm. once you bring him down to the eighth, it's sign the gamble. up.
1: I you do know. worry that maybe you have too many guys who are ailing or stashes. You know, we talked about you can only really afford to have one and a half. Um, and you guys have two and a half. Ooh. And then you have Puig, who hasn't signed. You have Quintana. Uh, oh, yeah, Quintana. Quintana. And Quintana. then Solak is the half, because <laughs> you got to wait to use him yeah. until he gets eligibility. And then you've got... You know, guys who are either banged up. I I just worry about, you know, you know, I I think Rizzo end up being fine. He usually is right. He usually gets a ton of plate appearances. But um, I do worry about like the two and a half stashes. All of a sudden he's
0: worried about injuries, folks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: you know, i said i'm like uh it's main event time last night on twitter and you know how many don't draft all the
0: injured Ain't guys interesting that all of a sudden he's worried about health folks. and
1: look at my team here's the transition uh because i got a good about 15 minutes before i got to be out unfortunately okay. um
0: i took no injured guys good zero injured guys uh huh. You learned it was a disaster. All right, let's talk about your squad here. You were picking from the seventh spot. We've already talked a little bit about who you took in the first round there with Justin uh with uh, Trey Turner. We like Justin Turner, not quite that much. Um, you mentioned that Trout was considered on the board. He didn't go until fourteen. So give us uh give us a walkthrough of the thinking. Was it Turner versus Trout? Was it three four guys? If the ground falls, is he in the mix? Because he went six. Where were you? And who's your partner, by the way? Uh Billy Hayes. Billy Hayes. Mm -hmm. Billy Hayes here for the NFBC main event. That's a Billy Mays joke. Rest in peace. Uh, Talk us through your first round there where you wound up with Turner. What were the considerations outside of just Trout?
1: Um, I mean, the considerations,
0: we were either going to take Turner or Lindor.
1: We assumed that the board was going to fall um, pretty much the way it did. DeGrom Mm -hmm. was the only guy that uh, we didn't know whether he was going to go ahead of us or whether we were going to, you know, would not really have him? To, No, we would have okay. taken whoever fell between Turner and Lindor. And, and okay. if both had gone for some reason, um, okay. we would have looked at maybe Jose Ramirez uh, or whoever fell. Because, I mean, that would have meant, you know, Ballinger, Cole, uh, Betts, Falls. Uh, though I, I, I'm obviously not a Betts guy, so I would have, you know, preferred... Crazy
0: crazy by the way that you're not (laughs) trout consideration was off the table by the time you went into the draft then
1: correct yeah it just it got to a point where you know i I just not willing to take the gamble you know i hear you we
0: we eliminated him instantly we're like are we both locked step that we do not want trout just because of the scariness and and we both said yes and we moved on because we did like a four-hour call before the uh before the draft talking through all the players and everything
1: yeah and I mean it doesn't mean he's off the board for me in my future drafts. I've got you know the OC where I'm drafting I believe 11th uh, tomorrow and then my main event where I'm drafting 12th. He makes it to 12, I'm going to have a really serious thought on whether or not I'm I'm, I'm going to pass
0: on him at 12. Uh, it's, it's it's hard when he like the guy who took him at 14 that that's a price where I think even I would ready I'd be ready to be in personally.
1: Yeah, and he I mean, he really took advantage of some some deals. You know, he took, you know, Trout in the in the first, uh Alonzo fell to the fourth, he took him there, Jose Altuve fell to the third. I not uh,
0: Bueller. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of where... But, you know, he was going in some first rounds. Of course, then the news came out that he's not quite ready. So, um, but that could end up working. out. I'm a little bit off Bueller because of the ramp up. But again, volume matters, but so does quality. And while he may have a little less volume this year, his quality should still be insane uh, for yeah. Team 14 there.
1: And I think, too, uh, you know I mean? He also, like Goldschmidt fell to the seventh. He took him there. Like, he, he really kind of tried to take advantage of value, which was kind of our strategy coming in. Mm-hmm. We wanted to just, we really wanted, we knew there were going to be guys um, who came in with, you know, off the wall, interesting strategies. And we felt like we were going to be able to take advantage of some of, you know, the the aggressiveness on pitching. We knew Phil Dussault was in our league, who is, you know, a huge sharp. pitching guy. Um, he's a real sharp drafter, but he's been pushing pitching way up. You know, um, so uh, we thought we could take advantage. I think we did a fairly good job. You know, there's obviously some holes uh, on the team, uh, especially in the kind of the strikeout department, but
0: other than that, I feel pretty good. Okay, so I'm trying to put together your squad here so I can look at it in more of a uh, roster construction. Mm. Who is the middle?
1: Our middle is Howie Kendrick.
0: Okay, then who's the corner?
1: Our corner is uh, – oh, actually, no. Our corners are Howie Kendrick and uh, – or our corner is Howie Kendrick. We have Justin Smoke on the bench. Our middle is Shedlong.
0: Okay, okay, I hadn't looked at the second page yet. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then um, – sorry, y'all, just doing this on the fly. Nimmo's your fifth outfielder. Hey, we share that.
1: Yes, we we had a bunch of targets – uh, you know, I mean, we got through our first four outfielders, uh, by the 14th round. And mm-hmm. so, and then we we're like, man, there are so many outfielders still left that we liked. Um, you know, you was a, you know, a guy, my partner really liked that I was on board with Santander was a guy I really liked that he was on board with, you know, Kyle Lewis was still around and, know, uh, Brandon Nimmo was still around. And we just said, there's so many guys. Let's just wait. We really needed to pound pitching at that point. Um, and so we kind of pounded pitching, you know, filled in some you know some more offense, uh, and just, you know, and got to a point in the twenty second round where uh, Nemo was clearly the best value on the board. And I want to say we have four leadoff hitters on our roster. So I think we're pretty good in run scored. I, I, I
0: like that. Um, I, I like that setup here. so let's uh, let's look at at your pitching then because you, then took your you took your ace, oh, it took JD in the second. Love that. Mm-hmm. That's such a great pick. It, it's, he's become boring at this point. Uh, we actually considered JD in the second when we took Bregman. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe we'd take him, and then he makes it all the way back into the early third. By the time the third turn came, we were like, well, if he makes it back in the third, we're definitely taking him. But then he he went third pick in the third. JD did, so we didn't have to uh, make that decision. Then in the third round you took your first pitcher Patrick Corbin a guy I do really like here so he's your ace um, you set up Corbin Maeda Carmart Tony Disco Kyle Gibson duh mm-hmm. um, with Pablo Lopez Gore uh, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Gore um, as your starter backups Molly actually is kind of a starter backup too he's going to start in the bull, in the bullpen which is why you took him for this week specifically. Um, and Johnny Lasagna is going to
1: be, yeah.
0: Yes. He could also find his way into. Now, are uh, Lasagna and uh, Johnny L- Jonathan Loaziga, we call him Johnny Lasagna, that's his nickname, and, and Tyler Molly are these first week drops off-rib? They
1: may be. Uh, we may keep them for a second week because I think the guys who might be more likely to be piggybacked will uh, will happen in the beginning of the second week. So, mm-hmm. I definitely think there'll be guys that eventually get moved off the roster, um, but I think we can play it by ear. Okay. So
0: now, interesting because you seem to be off of this because of his batting position, but you took Oscar Mercado.
1: Yeah, we needed some stolen bases. I mean, we we took Turner, and and we you got, ruined your
0: team by taking Malik's, too.
1: <laughs> that was actually not even my idea. I mean, in my head, I was going Malik, 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 Malik. Um, but my my partner Billy, he was tracking the stats. He goes, "I think we need st- uh some stolen bases." And he goes, "What about Malik Smith?" I was like, "You know, I wasn't gonna force it on you." <laughs> um, so uh, we we took Malik Smith. Uh, it's definitely uh, got the look of a Justin Mason team. I swear, I did do it with a partner. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. It's – uh, I, I felt like we did a good job enough uh, of kind of stabilizing the batting average that I'm not super worried about adding a guy like Malik's to my roster here.
0: Um, I don't know if I agree with that. How so? So uh, you say that because Malik's is, is deficient there. He has spiked mm-hmm. a big average season. Sure. But you also have Olsen, Muncie. Biggio uh, as three big pieces, Kutch, McCutcheon, Mercado is not a batting average asset. You do have JD, Kendrick, Cruz, and I'll, I'll count Cruz, but that's only yeah. three guys. Are they enough to offset Malik's crap and then the other guys being modest to not so good? I mean,
1: I wouldn't say, I mean, outside of Malik's that anybody we drafted is not so good.
0: Um, I mean, I mean Olson's a 240 hitter, isn't he? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's not with the power. It's not the. I mean, he had 267 last year, 247 the year before. We'll call him 250. Muncy's yeah. 250. 250 not
1: going to hurt us when we've got multiple guys. I think who can hit, you know, 300 or close to it. You know.
0: Yeah, I think you only got three though. I don't know. I, well, okay. Is uh, you feel confident that the power is covered, right? Yes. From Alex, because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Cruz, JD, uh, Muncy, and Olson is most of those same guys that that have a little bit of the batting average. Um, they're also gonna like Muncy and Olson are gonna cover the 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 pop there though. Mm-hmm. God, he just sucks so bad at baseball. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just don't understand subject yourself to that. I would have thought Turner Mercado was good enough to where you didn't have to take him. Plus Biggio, I don't know. I feel like he actually didn't need Malik's.
1: you know And he's, he's a guy that, you know, can hit the bench if he needs to, especially once Solak uh, has the, uh, uh, has the outfield eligibility we expect him to get fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but for, we're going to make sure we have those stolen bases and, if he you know, ends up being a reserve guy for us later on, he's a reserve guy for us later on. But uh, we wanted to make sure we were, we were covered in stolen bases and not, and not trying to stream those or, or find cheap guys off the waiver of Because I just don't know that there's going to be that many guys that come up and, and are going to make a difference in that department.
0: I, I would agree with that. I, I think that's part of why I'm not as gung-ho on securing so many SBs because you don't need that many to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I think Turner Mercado would have done it, but now with Malik, you certainly should be good. If you guys don't do well in steals in your league, that would be surprising. Yeah, because uh, you have yeah, and Abigio too. Count, count if, Yeah, if, we, if, as well. if If
1: we don't do well in stolen bases, is because Turner got hurt and you know Malik's got hurt. So that means, you know, if Turner got hurt, then we're screwed. Yeah, that would that would be
0: tough. Anyway, um, looking at at, at the rotation. There are some question marks outside of court, right? Because Maeda's health is always up Mm -hmm. in the air. I love Maeda, though, so I don't even want to pretend like I'm slamming him at all. Talent-wise, I'm absolutely not. Carmart is your number three. Talent, again, Mm -hmm. strong. And even if he somehow gets taken out of the rotation, as long as it's not because he has a 10 ERA, then he'll end up closing. Disco, one thing I do love that you did, though, was this intentional your your two, three, and four are all central guys. Uh,
1: not necessarily intentional, but I mean they're definitely higher up in my rankings than you know than they were, uh, prior to us knowing that this was going to be the schedule. So yeah, I, I like it. I, I wanted to get guys, and and my partner really wanted to get guys that, uh, we felt comfortable with our innings counts. Mm-hmm. So they may not be the sexiest, but like I feel pretty comfortable in Descalfani's inning count. I. Feel pretty comfortable in Kyle Gibson's uh, inning count. Um, I feel very comfortable in Patrick Gordon's inning count. I mean, the the real question marks are Maeda uh, and Martinez. But I love Maeda. I'd really hope to get um, uh, Kyle Hendricks, but he just he went right before ah. we could take him, and it was uh, yeah, kind of a bummer.
0: Uh, now. So. With, with the uh, scaled-down incentives, Maeda shouldn't – I still hope he hasn't jerked with, though, because the Dodgers are paying 2.5 of his 3.1 mil. I really I hope the Twins – yeah. I don't think so either. I really hope they don't because that would really be frustrating. Um, But I, I like the top five here. Uh, mm-hmm. Corbin, Maeda, Carlos Martinez, uh, Duscofani, and Gibson – and then uh, we're going to
1: stream the hell out of everything else. We picked up yeah. Pablo Lopez for that start against Baltimore. Baltimore. He's likely going to get moved off the team. We picked up, uh, you know, Lozaga, Molly, Strom for the first, like, week and a half. And they'll likely get streamed off unless, you know, one yeah, you of them might, looks. You might keep Gore.
0: I mean, uh, you might keep Lopez, man. I mean, I know he he's might. the beast, but mm-hmm. I really I love his talent, man.
1: It, you know, he gets a two start week uh, Baltimore and Washington next week. So we'll see how he pitches through that before we make a decision on what we're going to do with him. And then, like I said, you know, the thing you guys didn't do is the thing that I'm really trying to do this year is really loaded up on those middle relievers. I think could potentially sneak some wins, yes. uh, in those first three games, mm-hmm. uh, in order, you know, and really in the, in the following week after that in week two, uh, to just kind of try and kind of steal some you know cheap wins uh and some cheap categories so um you know those those are guys we can all stream on and off our our roster but i wanted to make sure that we had nine guys who were projected to pitch for those first three games
0: here's a quick uh thing about Johnny Lasagna, though, is he not going to take Tanaka's spot initially? He is.
1: We didn't know that last night
0: though. Well, that's. I mean, that's not a bad thing though. That, one thing I like about this strategy is that again, you could have some guys who could end up being quality starters for. Mm-hmm. It, for should sure. Should a spot open up mm-hmm. uh, with Lasagna and Molly specifically, I'm a little bit off the Strom train as far as him becoming a starter again. I think. I think uh, he'll I, be
1: a starter in the future. I don't think it'll happen in 2020. I,
0: I I think I think he's I think he's a reliever at this. I mean, he's already 29. But I like him for the strategy that you took him Mm -hmm. for. Um, All right, I know your time's coming up here. You got, you had to, you had to pay for the saves. Um, We talked about how their their prices are soaring. You had to get in there. You took Diaz in the was that sixth, Mm -hmm. Um, and then seven, eight, nine, and then um, Jimenez in the ninth. You did get Betances backing up Diaz, which I do like. I think he is the next man up over. Mm Uh Over Lugo, I like Lugo, but I think I think Batanzas would close, and then Jimenez you like because he's locked and loaded, even though he is with the Tigers, yeah, nobody's taking his job unless he melts down, in which case you'd cut him anyway, and then you got Daniel Hudson, who we think has pretty much as good of a chance to close in Washington as Doolittle, right? There, there's still Agreed. a pretty big toss up there between the two. Mm-hmm. So even though you had to pay a little bit, I don't think it was gross overpayment. And I like the trio that you got with Edwin Diaz, Joe Jimenez, and Daniel Hudson. Was it a strategy going in to say, we don't want to get shut out here?
1: No, we wanted, I mean, it was a strategy to say we didn't want to get shut out, but th- these weren't necessarily the guys that we were targeting. We okay. wanted Hater in the third uh, he didn't make it to us. He went second pick of the third. Uh, uh, so we ended up, that's why we went with Corbin uh, instead of waiting even longer on a starter. Uh, and then we were thinking about trying to target whoever fell out of kind of that, you know, second tier of closers uh, mm. in the sixth. And everybody went. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Chapman, Rogers, Giles went at the end of the fifth and Neris, Ozuna, Hand went in you know the set or the six before
0: we got to our pick well and you took muncie maeda those are two of your best picks so i wouldn't have wanted to take closers there anyway unless it was somebody that you were in love with yeah and so we
1: then decided so we took diaz we were like okay we're gonna push batanzas up a little bit uh for later on just to make sure we've got the handcuff um and then we uh and then we wanted to do the same type of thing where we would grab like a column a, like in the eighth um mm-hmm. or uh, melanson in the ninth and everybody just went ahead of us so we were left with the the choices sure. between jose leclerc and jimenez in the ninth and we kind of plugged our nose and went with jimenez because <laughs> i just feel like his job
0: is safer yeah no i, I think that's completely fair it, it does feel like you know he's got the uh, the stranglehold on the job in Detroit yes it's 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 in Detroit but you yeah. know they're gonna win some games and mm-hmm. um, especially if they call up any of the the young starters that could that all of a sudden they could be winning a few extra games there and maybe that's a that's a windfall for Jimenez so I don't think that you got caught overpaying uh, and certainly not for uh, quality like you got quality in the payments that you made so i think this is a good team to start uh here i think uh Mm -hmm. you know both of our clubs have work to do at in different facets but uh neither of us came away thinking like oh god the team is in deep trouble and uh we have some similar players here so let's go nick solak let's dominate Mm -hmm. and uh let's go max muncie kavin or Kevin biggio not craig if we had craig that'd be trouble but anyway man good job good luck uh later this week too i got a Beat Paul Spore this week tonight, and then you have what? Do you have anything before Thursday?
1: I have the uh, beat Justin Mason uh, on Wednesday,
0: so we'll talk about those on Thursday. But anyway, man, talk to you in a couple days.
1: All right, take it easy.
0: Peace.